Hello, and welcome back to a next episode of the Mindful You podcast. My name is Alan Carroll, and I'm excited to be able to bring back a guest who has been a guest before, Coach Ron Kardashian. My conversations with Ron, we look at a spiritual conversation. Ron brings a strong Christianity background I have a mindfulness background, Buddhist background, plus I was raised in a Christian world. So there's a lot of Christian terminology, Buddhist terminology, mindfulness terminology, which all go together in order to support us in the challenges that we face, the reducing of suffering. And we jumped into a conversation, which is a continuation of the conversation we had before. We talked about responding to things. We talked about reacting to things. We talked about the Holy Spirit. We talked about the concept of nothingness, all these cool mindfulness conversations. So please welcome to the Mindful You podcast, Coach Ron Kardashian. Thank you. Coach Ron, welcome back to the Mindful You podcast. It was such an enjoyable and enlightening conversation last time. It's a blessing to have you and your spirit back back with our audience again today. And I would I would love and appreciate you starting our podcast with a with a blessing. My honor. God, we thank you so much for transitioning us through this horrendous pandemic. God, it, it, it caused us to recluse. It caused us to, to go inward. And, and as we're exploring more people's desires, we're seeing that people are hungry for something deeper. And I would ask that your blessing be upon Alan's broadcast today, his podcast, and that the ears of the hearer would receive a divine blessing. Because superficial conversations, God, are a thing of the past. Uh, there's a famous biblical passage that I always recite. Deep calls unto deep. Deep calls unto deep. And, and for those who are looking for the deep answers and solid transformational success, then this is the place for them to be. And Lord, we thank you for your blessing to allow that to flow. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. 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 I always like to start with a breath. Yes, sir. I talked to a lady today, Coach Ron, and she said her mother, when she was a young girl, told her about breathing. And he mm -hmm. said, you, you have the choice of the in-breath, mm -hmm. inspiration of the word of God, and God has the choice of the out-breath what what you're going to say and yes sir and i believe that you talked about suffering and mm -hmm. i believe that that we all are about how to how do we reduce the suffering yeah. that that people experience and i was just so uh, so amazed that 
Uh, I was raised a Christian in the Christian tradition, and then you sort of I just I drift away from it. But as I get older, <laughs> I go I go back into the Christian thoughts. And yes, I mentioned before, go on. Yes, sir. And I go back into the to to this Apostles' Creed we mentioned last time. And at the end of the Apostles' Creed, the forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. Then we go into the the concept of salvation, yes, the sir. deliverance from sin. Mm-hmm. And so to me, we're I'm going to associate the suffering that people feel the sin that they experience and the healing that occurs with the forgiveness of sin. Beautiful. And I, and I believe that, that a, 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 I believe that we, we left our conversation last time with a concept of how you connect to the events that happen in the movie in the big in the big movie when you wake up in the morning and you plug your five senses into the big movie and you see life in front of you unfolding in front of you the pandemic in front of you the politics in front of you, the ukraine issues in front of you this and i mean there's so much stuff going on in front of you yes that often you see people react to the events yes and you made the distinction which I believe is right on the money. Mm-hmm. Other than react, you could choose to respond. And I'd like you to begin to, us together, create a conversation. Yes. Which would help our audience understand the, the difference between living a life of reacting to the events and living a life of responding to the events. And I suspect that the the Holy Spirit and is part of the responding to the events, the giving of love, the giving of compassion, the giving of space, which I believe, yeah. and you know better than I, must be characteristics of a person who is infusing and passing the Holy Spirit through them. Um, and so I'd like to sort of throw that one out yep. and have you uh, uh, take a look at that reacting suffering healing compassion loving holy spirit mix it up and take it for a spin for us well you have to be you have to be tremendously gifted uh um to even be on your podcast alan (laughs) and i give glory to god for the gift you know um it's funny because Coaching pro athletes in my early years of my career, I always thought to myself, if I could have just been born with legs like that, you know, I'd be able to make the kind of money this guy makes. And, you know, here all along, I had this gift inside me of taking very complex situations and turning them into very simple, comprehensive understanding. And I have found over the years that I can't take any credit for it because it's like an athlete being born with beautiful legs, you know, good quadriceps. But um, I will tell you this, though, that um, giftings, which I believe everybody has, and, and quite often the graveyard is filled with people who are tremendously more gifted than I am. The difference is, did you react to life or did you respond to it? Did you respond to the gift that you had or did you react to it? 
Um, and, and self-defeatism, which kind of constitutes suffering, is a neurological lapse that we face mentally day to day in corporate America, in, in pro sports, um, as an architect, even a janitor. It really doesn't matter. But whatever trade you're in, we deal with these subconscious inferiority complexes that invade even the most brilliant and gifted human beings. And oftentimes when I'm coaching an individual or we're speaking for companies, I'm pointing the finger saying, you guys, you guys, you guys. But all the while, I got three fingers pointing right back at myself. I think you and I both love that. Um, so I'd like to lay the foundation there first that while I'm grateful for what I've been given with, boy, if I nowhere near arrived. And, and, right. And, and I think humility, this constant state of humility is a prerequisite. You bet. For life success, right? Um, which, which then constitutes not being a know-it-all, um, which I've been, I've been heavily corrected in all my life, from my parents to my wife to my kids now and my mentors. And I'm constantly, you know, a famous proverb says, you know, a wise man receives correction, but only a fool despises its reproof. And... Uh, uh, over the years, I've I've had to bathe myself with that notion so I wouldn't be so reactionary, if that makes sense. That there are other things to learn, and there are other there are other ways of looking at things. And I think I think being a spiritual person, it, it has bode well for me to to be able to be that open minded. And and with that, with that comes the understanding that. Um, there are things that exist on the earth that are absolutes that we cannot see. For example, I live right here. See, I, I live right here. But you can't see where I live, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. That I, I live right here. I'm right here in the Silicon Valley. Alan, my house is right here. And, and just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And, and over time, I have had discussions with God about his existence. And it's very interesting because when you begin to have higher dimensional conversations with God, as a measure of faith, by the way, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you're talking about true definition of faith, it is the evidence of things hoped for. It carries with it a tangible quantum field. And it's absolutely powerful. In fact, science is showing now that when an atom is in one sphere and it disappears, this is quantum physics, that it goes to a place where they don't know, but they know it goes someplace because it comes back, showing that there are different spheres and atmospheres. Um, and so studying those over the years, I've, I've joked with God a lot going, you know, you're an invisible God, but I feel your presence so much more that I've been open to even talking to you. Yes. And that, my friend, is your question on the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's there's unholy spirits, and then there are holy spirits. In fact, every liquor store I drove by as a kid, and even today, it'll say, we sell spirits here. And no wonder I turned into a demon when I used to drink. So that's why I gave it up. <laughs> you know, I kind of play with it a little bit because, man, I was such a heavy drinker back in the day and using drugs. And I was looking for a high that I'm living in now. Yep. I was actually trying to touch the supernatural. And you know what? I would venture to bet 
A lot of people who have addiction issues, they're looking for something more. And in the Holy Spirit, the right spirit is the governor and giver of life, which non-religiously wants to lavish us with his supernatural power. And it's unbelievable. Now, when you look at like great religions throughout the years, especially I'll use Catholicism as one, which I'm, I'm, not an, I'm not a practicing Catholic. I am a Catholic in recovery because, man, you talk about rules and regulation. That, that's not what Jesus came to, mm-hmm, to show. I understand. The programming. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a turnoff. That's why I actually went to Yogananda and to the East-West bookstores back in the day because I was looking for peace. I wasn't looking for conformity again. And I think a lot of people really are in kind of the same place where it's not religion now that Coach Ron has. It's moved for, out of religion into a relationship with Christ, which is the essence of the Holy Spirit. So I think once foundation is, um, is explored, not even, not even convinced of yet, because I believe that convincing peace is an inward working of the heart. It's, it's a life progression where you're learning to trust God and the co-laboring with him. But you're having these experiences with, with the entity of God, which is his spirit. And that right there gives the human being an edge. And this is where our conversation ended last time with we are, we are in such a reactionary ethos where, as you said so beautifully, Alan, we're bombarded with this movie of life of news media and famine and stock market and pandemic and, and corrupt leadership. And how do we categorize and minimize the serotonin and the, the chemicals in our body, the mm-hmm. stress levels? It's really cortisol without being reactionary. And it's very interesting because while there's no one size fits all, the congruent platform for optimizing a peaceful state of mind is the belief system that I'm not the only one governing my mind, that I can yield to a force of love, the force of God, the hand of God, in everything that I do and in every opportunity that I'm in, and I will somehow find strength to get through it. Does that make sense? Oh, oh yeah. You're, I, I am a, uh, yes, yes, it makes sense. And I believe that I, I was thinking the other day and we're talking about everything is impermanent. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. Yes. Body changes, climate changes, uh, the earth changes. Everything, everything yes. is always changing. Yes. So if you hold on to something, you can guarantee eventually that something is gonna gonna change and disappear. And, yes. and and if you really are attached to it, then you're gonna suffer. And I ask myself, is there anything, anything from the time you were born? all the experiences and all the acquisitions and all the things you've gathered and all the material things that you've gathered. Is there anything yeah. that is permanent? Mm. And I said to myself, yes, there's one thing that is permanent. 
and that is nothing. Nothing is permanent. That's very well said. And I and I believe that if you can create nothing, then you fall into that spirit you're talking about, mm-hmm. in which you're not contaminated by the logos thoughts. Mm-hmm. As you paint your interpretation over the pandemic, as you paint the interpretation, the meaning of the pandemic, I know the meaning of the environment. I know the meaning of the politics. I, I know the me- you're painting the meaning of, of the movie. Mm-hmm. And what you paint in your mind's eye inside your head based on your conditioning mm-hmm. is what is projected out onto the movie. That's right. So if I wanted to alter my experience of the movie, and reduce the suffering rather than stick my hands out into the world and mm-hmm. try to change the things out there. I suspect that if you go inward, yes, to, to, uh, Sadhguru talks about the, to, to get out, you have to go in. Yes. And 100%. I believe that the inner journey yes. is that journey of meditation, that journey of Yogananda, that journey of the East West bookstore is the yep. thirst that I'm not going to make it to the Holy Spirit by the outward journey. I need yeah. to prayer. I need to ask for forgiveness. To me, forgiveness is a big one. Yeah, uh, and that's also in the in in the uh, uh, the the book, the, the holy book, the, the the Bible. They talk about the, the forgiveness Bible. of sins. That's um, right. And, and so I, I mean, it, 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 it's it. We got to weave forgiveness in here. We got to weave the grievances in here that you have against the things that are on the outside in order to achieve that salvation that we're talking yes. about, which is the reducing of suffering. Very and, good. And and I'd also like to maybe um, add something to that, to, to the point of nothingness. Um, th- there used to be a concept that I that I believed in, and it was wrong. And it was that I needed to empty myself to get to a place of nothingness, to where there was nothing left of, left of Ron Kardashian. And over the years, studying the, the, the Word of God, studying the Bible, it was completely the opposite. He said, I didn't want you to empty yourself. I wanted to, I wanted to fill you with something even better. And now that when I'm looking at life, there is no greater gift that I could have than to be filled mm-hmm. with the power of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. So in oh, essence, yeah. there was, there was in one hand, there's an emptying of self. And I think this is what you're alluding to. I just wanted to add to it that this progression of discovery may start in new age, but ladies and gentlemen, it is going to end at Calvary, which is the cross of sacrifice yep. and the ultimate pinnacle of suffering, which a lot of people, I know a lot of ministers, they don't know how to explain this logically. And here it is in 30 seconds. If there was a way to get back to a holy God, then Christ would have never needed to go to the cross. Because let's go, let's in- go that one again, Ron. Say so it a little slower. Uh, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's a great yes. thing. To yes, go sir. Slow. Yes, sir. If there was a way to get back to a holy God, then Jesus wouldn't have had to go to a bloody cross. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that religion messes up. It is the innocence of one man's personal suffering to become an atonement, a price. To atone means to cover. 
it's not a Western culture vernacular that we have, you know, vocabulary. It's not it. We don't use atonement, but it means to cover. And it does so in a very beautiful manner to say, I will take upon me the sins that you have done as ultimate forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And and of course, when we look now through the Easter season, all my Jewish friends have got a beautiful Jewish attorney. They still celebrate the atonement. They still celebrate the Passover, and they still celebrate Pentecost. They're doing it when the Jews came out of Israel, and you know, you know, uh, Moses said, "Put the blood on the doors." Blood was a sign of covering. Look at the prophetic parallel. It was a sign of covering so that when the Holy Spirit came and it was known as the spirit of death through Egypt, it was going to pass over all of the Israelites who took the mark. And incidentally, Alan, what's powerful is when he said, put the lamb's blood upon the doorpost, it actually formulated a cross. And when I saw this, I went... God has woven the message of salvation from Genesis to Revelation in black and white. In other words, it was above reproach to say, no matter what addiction or sin you commit in your life, I'm going to pay it. And you don't have to do anything to deserve it except one thing. And this has been the attack on civilization for the last 2000 years. Devils had a feast day with trying to get people to not believe that. That how could and why would he, he have to go to such extremes to cover Alan and Ron and our families? And, you know, I, I can only get one, one response from that. And that is, I asked him straight up one afternoon, I said, why the cross and why this beautiful man, Jesus? He said, if there was a better way, I would have done it. There was no better way. There was no way to atone. And, you know, when we look at Jewish tradition and even sacrifice in general, um, I mean, there are cults that are still sacrificing today. They're trying to get the blood out of an animal to make an atonement for something. We don't do this anymore. But, I mean, the Jews still do. I mean, they're raising two red heifers right now that they are believing for the final sacrifice to come because they don't believe yet the Messiah has come yet. And that's okay. That's okay. It's, there's a time for that. I always tell my Jewish friends, you, you'll see in time. See, I think what happens is if we become reactionary to people to say no, no, no all the time and to get into these arguments, it's actually diminishing the whole ethos of our own personal peace. And, and reactions to other people without having full scope of what's going on is actually working as a detriment. Now, just to finish this off, the atonement served one purpose, to remit full sin. That means, Alan, that you and I, no matter what we do or how much you've drifted and come back around, God is still sitting in the same place he was when you were there last saying, my love for you has not changed. I am completely non-reactionary in what you've done because I have a perfect atonement for you. And that's what concludes your statement was that in the midst of emptying ourselves to a place of nothingness, we find the absolute enlightenment of everything. And that is Christ in us through the Holy Spirit. In fact, the scripture is adamant about it. He said, in the end days, 
he says, um, men will be without excuse. I believe it's in first or second Corinthians. Listen to this. Men will be without excuse. He said, because I myself have placed myself within every man and there will be no excuse in that hour. So when I see things like that, and, and when you measure integrity, when you're, when you're really a person who strives to be an integrous person, which God knows I'm working on every day, so I, 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 right? I don't like cutting corners in general. And I've become better at this, like honoring my word. I'm going to be there at three o'clock. And I try to show up at like 2.59 or for yeah. our podcast, right? I said, hey, man, I'm running five minutes late. Um, but but when, when we look at the word of God, it is the fullness of integrity because it is his word. So in my head, as I was trying to become a loving husband and father saying, I'm going to keep my word to you. I'm going to keep this agreement to you. When I looked at the holy book, it changed my POV. It changed the perspective because now it was absolutely something that we could count on. In the midst of having nothing we could count on, because to your point, the, the whole system that we're in is designed to fail. Everything is designed to fail. You read it in Genesis, uh, Genesis to Revelation. He said, the earth and the fullness thereof will come to an end. But there is one thing that will last forever, Alan, and that is our spirit. Yep. The question is, do you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your spirit? Have you allowed it? Because this is a permission only granted. This is not religion is forced. Spirituality is granted. Religion is forced. Spirituality is granted. And we are serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus himself is the, the ultimate Holy Spirit. In fact, it's the mystery of the church. They, even the greatest theologians cannot explain this. And it's funny, I tell them, because I talk to some theologians and I say, gentlemen, this is a mystery for a reason. Let's just let it be. He is Father, yet he is Son, yet he's Holy Spirit. And, and, I, and I kind of explain this in, in, in the essence of water. Water can be ice, vapor, or liquid. We, don't, we know molecularly how it can change, but it's still water. So it kind of ends the discussion. But at the end of the day, to your point, as we empty ourselves, we have to open ourselves up to say, hey, if what Ron is saying is true, if what Alan, after all these years, having done all the knowledge that he has, is coming back to the innocence of a beautiful cross, a man of wisdom like yourself, Alan, who's filled with such knowledge, is now coming back, that is an important key point for our listeners to hear that could it have possibly been that the answer we've been looking for has been in an ancient manuscript for over 2000 years. Does that make sense? Oh, that, Ron, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I always, try to, I always try to kind of, I think the conversation is deepening, but the conversation is getting more basic. It's like, I, 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 in fact, I've got to write this book because I've been having these conversations with homeless people to presidents, right? I told you last week, last time we were showing, I had a presidential candidate ask me for an endorsement. I was at a very affluent um, gathering and I sat down and I, and I looked at her. It was Marianne Williamson, who, who I read her book, you know, 30 years ago, A Course in Miracles. And here, I, it was almost like God knew how much I loved that book. 
And then one day he had me meet her, and here she's asking me for an endorsement. I could not accept at the time because I just didn't know her policy. But, you know, we sat there and had a beautiful conversation together. And I said to her the same thing I would say to the homeless person, and that is, let's move past religion. This is a deeper, more innocent, beautiful message. It's straight organic Jesus. It is straight organic, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. It's straight organic, the golden rule, man. And, you know, I looked at her and I edified her. I said, you know what? Your greatest message is love. Please bring that back. Please inject it into the, the, the political arena. And, you know, Alan, she looked at me and you could see the, 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 the I want to be respectful to her because I don't know her, but just my own observation was, you don't know what I've been through, Ron. That's what I felt, right? And, and of course, all of us, like time has a way of wearing us down. And this is why it's so important to have something bigger behind us, behind our CEO role, behind our marriages, behind our health, so that we have something to stand on in the time of trouble. And I have found God Almighty, Jesus himself, as the rock you that bet. has never failed this family. Never. Never will. And, and you and I both have explored. We've been there. We've been to the East West Bookstore. We, I had a psychic early years. I don't know if you remember Sylvia Brown, sure. who, who got the ghost out of uh, Cupertino's where I was raised. Man, I remember going to her church early years on. So there was a very deep side that explored Eastern, Western belief system. But at the end of the day, no one had risen from the dead to offer me a resurrected life. And this boy here needed a brand new start. I needed to be born again. And I think that's where people miss it because that term has been so overplayed, Alan. The born again one? Oh, huge. The born again term? Yeah. Hugely, because they, they really didn't understand it. And people have manipulated it. And also, like myself, people have backslidden. We've, we've, we've gotten hit by God, but then the addiction, at least for me, my addiction kind of sucked me back sure. to where I didn't have the integrity. I made mistakes. I hurt people that I didn't intentionally want to hurt, but the addiction or the mental health issue clouded it. Yep. And it wasn't until I really said, Ron, you're either going to become a statistic or you're going to become an asset. And it was at that moment, to your point again, I had to choose the right response. Because reacting to life and reacting to the addiction was not getting me anywhere. And I think sometimes for our listeners and even myself and you, we've come to a place now where if we can change the POV, the perspective, on I'm going to be more open to life instead of reacting to it, then peace is able to dwell longer for extended periods of time to get that healing and that forgiveness that you were talking about. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that very, very sweet? Uh, it's very, very powerful. It's, it's not, see, I, I remember this wealthy man I coached up in the hills where you just were here in Los Altos. Boy, he had gold lining on his ceiling, gold, you know, uh, leaves that were put. I said, boy, what a beautiful ceiling that is. He goes, yes, I paid for that cash. I said, wonderful. I said, that's beautiful. 
you know, he was that, that type of ostentatiousness. <laughs> and so I would talk to him about God, you know, it would come out because he was very ill and I would come to his house to, uh, it was the time when I was doing one-on-one uh, personal training. This was 35 years ago, 30 years ago, and uh, maybe 25, but anyway, it was two decades And, uh, you know, the very last conversation he said to me was, you know, he goes, I really respect who you are. He said, but to me, God is just a crutch. And I looked at him without being reactionary because I already had peace in my heart. The foundation was there. It's kind of the divine thing that you have. If you try to do this in three dimensions, ladies and gentlemen, it won't work. You need a fourth dimension. You got to pull from a higher ethos. And I looked at him and I smiled and I said, oh, brother, I said, he's not just a crutch. He's an entire hospital. And he looked at me and he didn't know what to say because it was the very answer that he'd been looking for. And he just, he he did, that was it. And you know, years later, about seven years later, I received a call from him and lo and behold, he had this beautiful shrine in his home. I think they were, uh, they were Indian. And so they had a bunch of bunch of gods. And his wife said to me, you know, the worst thing, and he lost everything. That was the thing. He lost everything. And he called me back and he said, you know, my wife told me that God sent me a guru in you and I didn't listen. Mm. And I met with him for coffee and I heard the whole story, Alan, and here it was coming back around to, can you please tell me about this Jesus that you know? Right. This is the depth of conversation amongst diplomat leaders, high-level people. And I think once we get this sound foundation, no religion, can't have any of this religion, B, 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 B. I was going to say something else. BS is what I was going to say. And, and it, it, you, there has to be a place of innocence and literal divine touch. And you set it on the nose. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you and show you the way and he'll do it. Yep. He'll do it. I find the, the, the image that comes to mind when we look at the Holy spirit and the, uh, 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 what's the word ubiquitous means it's all over. I think Mm -hmm. that's what ubiquitous means. It's all over. And to give people an, an experience of it, not a belief, of it. We talk about you need to have faith and belief. I believe yes. you want the experience of the Holy Spirit, not just yes. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I want the experience of the Holy yes. Spirit. That yes, will make absolutely. it deep within me. So it's not just yeah. a word. It's a, it's, a, it's a deep emotional chemical change in my body. And so how do you give people the experience of the infinite using finite tools? Yeah. And, and so the image that comes to mind is when I was scuba diving. Mm. in Hawaii, off the coast of Maui. And they took us down to the island of Lanai, which is, oh, half hour, 45-minute ferry boat from, from Maui, Lahaina, to, to, uh, to Lanai. And we went down about, oh, 50 feet to the cathedrals. The cathedrals is a volcanic bubble of stone, but inside it's all empty. Wow. And... And there's nothing in it. It's very still. You wouldn't even know you're in water. It's so clear and so still. And if you feel like and, and above you see holes, a couple of holes in the top of the of the stone bubble, which is about 20 feet by 40 feet inside. And you see the light coming down from above. Beautiful. That's why they call it the cathedral. 
Mm. And when you're under under the water and you blow a bubble and you look at the bubble and you ask yourself, how much space is around that bubble? How much of the sea is around that bubble? So the bubble is just something, just a thing that exists momentarily. And then it evaporates back into the sea. And I suspect that as you begin to practice because the Holy Spirit's not going to just happen because you twit your nose. You got to you got to practice. You have to close your eyes. You have to pray. You have to ask uh, yes. for it to enter into you. Yes. And yet, I believe that through meditation. Yes. And and I'm in the public speaking business, so it's also through public speaking, because I can create nothing between the sounds that I speak. And that nothing to me is a portal because I've erased the logo. I've erased the thought that I was going to put there. And I've now created an empty space of nothingness like the sea. Mm-hmm. And so now I realize that I'm not the bubble. I am the ocean. Mm-hmm. And you are the ocean. Because mm-hmm. the bubble evaporates. It disappears. But there's mm-hmm. something beyond time beyond my life, beyond the life of my body, which permeates That's right. the world in which we live. That's you right. want to be able to tap into that. That's right. And, and that, to me, is the, the only way that I know that stops you from tapping into that is that you're not able to forgive yourself for the sins and the grievances and all those things that you have within you. And until you got to the place where you can not only forgive yourself, but forgive the enemy, who 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 you had painted as an enemy outside of you? And yes, Jesus, you know better than I. Talks about the the turn to cheek. Uh, That's right. Love your enemies like yourself. Treat That's others right. as if you want to be treated. That's but it, it requires you. It requires you to surrender your POV, surrender your point of view, which was based on your conditioning. Your point That's of right. view is based on what your mother told you. Uh, your name is based on what your mom and dad told you. Uh, it's it. not even your own name. You are you do, but the Holy Spirit, that yes. sea in which we live and have our being, uh, yes. is invisible for most people because it is yes. invisible, but it's there. That's um, right. And you have to, and you just sort of fall back and allow the spirit of relax. You know, you know, you're there if yep. your body is relaxed. If your physical body is relaxed and you're able to breathe in the, the breath of God and relax, it will begin to still the mind. That's right. Calm it down and allow you to breathe. And to me, when you can create a space. Here, here it is. Here, here is what you're saying in Romans 5. And if anybody, I think you, you make a really good point because we need to start activating people now. And you know how to do this. You said you remove that empty space in a corporate setting. And really, I I just got done coaching this big company here in the Valley, too. And I was telling the two executives, companies don't run companies. People do. I said, so you guys are running the company and you are an atmosphere. If your atmosphere is not at peace and you are in constant anxiety all the time and having to use drugs or alcohol to cut, I go, this is a mess. This is not healthy for you or the company. Because we're all, I believe, walking atmospheres. And you've, you've shown how to, 
But but here's what the Bible says that gives the answer. I mean, it's right here in black and white. You got to read it in the uh, one of my favorite translations, more modern day to remove the these and the thous is the Passion Translation or TPT. Right around, this whole thing is so good, Alan. You got to read this. But verse six says, when the time was right, Jesus came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. And then he goes into this, because you have to imagine Paul is in Rome in Sparta. I mean, he's talking to men's men here. I mean, these guys are cutting people's heads off. I mean, this is a very rural environment, and he comes with like this lily white message. You know, I, I find it so humorous when you really get into the reading. He said, now, would anyone dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person, but Christ proved God's passionate love, like what you're saying, for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. This is phenomenal. And there is still so much more to say of this unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Wow, man, think about that. And so they've turned Jesus's name into a Western cult, a cuss word. None of my buddies say, oh, Buddha, when they hit themselves, you know, Krishna. Jesus Christ. You know, (laughs) I mean, so, so if I was the enemy and I was a wicked genius, like the Bible alludes to him, he's a wicked genius. He's, this whole game has been about to get you to avoid that space of erasing that piece that you're talking about so you can be activated. And here's the honest to God truth. There's no way to do it except a yielded heart. And I believe if people are listening to this podcast, you have heard, you have hit the first phase of yielding. Because you have said to yourself, man, these guys are talking about something a lot deeper than just making money. We're talking about wealth, which is really what you and I are talking about. We've all made a lot of money. Okay, but now we've had a place where money will not save us on the day of death. It does nothing. It only was here as a tool to see how we would steward certain facets. Money is a tool, and it's a great tool if you use it the right way. But at the end of the day, when you've got the bedrock in place of the Holy Spirit, doing what you said, Alan, calling upon the Holy Spirit, and just saying the simple prayer in Romans 10, because he he finishes it off. In fact, I'll just open it up. Yeah, so you know, it's not the book of Ron. It's actually the book of Romans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Romans, he says, but but the righteous, but the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us. It speaks to us. And he says here, um, and what is God, and what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation. You just said it, Alan. Salvation comes from the Hebrew word soteria, which means total prosperity. A lot of people don't know this. It means wealth, health, forgiveness, peace of mind, tranquility, everything we're looking for, he said, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. He says the heart, this is your message, the heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness and then the mouth confesses 
resulting in salvation. That's the code. Heart, heart, head, mouth. We know this. This is like in all of our neuroscience journals and all of our, our, our mysticism. It's like we meditate, we speak. I mean, the law of attraction was all about speaking. You know, he said, the heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture encourages us with these words, everyone, Alan, who believes in him will never be disappointed. Never. And it's not religion. It's not, you got to give up, give up, give up, give up, give up. Because I always, I always like to throw this in. Everyone laughs at me when I do this, and my wife kind of cringes, but... Man, I mean, high school was all about drugs, drinking, and partying. And man, it was right at 22 years old, I was starting to feel the Holy Spirit saying, there's got to be more. And I couldn't get off the drugs yet, so I had to come as I was. And that's, that's my, my closing statement is, just come as you are. There's no perfection here. It's we're all flawed, we're all learning, but we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. Can't make it in. And in one of the words, when I train speakers, uh, there's a point that you're trying to look a certain way. You're trying to act a certain way. You're trying to look a certain way trying to wear a certain costume. I'm trying to put gold things on my ceiling. I'm trying to create yes. a, an impression or an act about, yes. I have, I have it, I have it all together. All together. And, and that's more of an egoic thing, a logos thing, as you talked about. And yes. And you reach a point where you, you recognize that it doesn't work. It's not, no, it's not giving me a sense of fulfillment. And, and so I, and, and so I wanted to look a certain way in front of the audience, and then I, I, then I got the realization that I have to give up. I, the ego identity, whoever I think I am, I have to let that go and be yes. at the mercy of the audience to surrender yes. to the audience, to surrender to the Lord God, to surrender to Jesus Christ. Yes. So yes, to sir. go through that psychological process of, of you know, like Drano in the drain. It's like it. cleaning out the gunk in the system. Clean them out. Uh, let the spirit of God come through yeah. and purge the, the gunk in your system. And you need to add that to the, to the, to the, the, the trap under the sink to allow that flow of, of, of energy to flow of the spirit but That's there's it. a feeling of surrender and the difficulty with that is that the ego is not in the business of surrender the ego yeah. is in the business of preserving the point of view about That's whatever it. you have about the movie and everybody has different points of view based on the conditioning and the garden in which they were raised what your That's mother it. and father told you what my mother and father told you that's pretty much the way you are right now um, and it. you have to look at it doesn't. It, it doesn't bring you the salvation. Uh, it doesn't bring you that feeling that you read in the books. That's right. And and well said. And, you you know what I find really fascinating about you, Alan? Just knowing you, just a very short amount of time. I feel like I've known you for many many years, brother. You, you the Greek word for enthusiasm, 
comes from the word enthusiast, which means God in you. And there is a distinct difference when you talk the, the theories of old with the organic, biblical, historical foundation that you have. You transform. Literally. I can see it on you. And that power is so beautiful and transformational. It's like night and day, brother. It really, really is. And I can see why you've been so successful in what you do, because you are carrying the God DNA within you. We're and both servants of the Lord, Ron. We're both yes, servants of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we're sir. Both, we're both brothers. We're both uh, evangelistic, yep. uh, uh, passionate about, uh, about reducing human suffering in your form, yes. in my form. It's uh, all we're doing. We've experienced suffering ourselves. Yes. And we see suffering in other people. And our purpose on the planet is to figure out a way that we can, in this lifetime, uh, heal as many people as we possibly can. Of that, uh, of and, and and how do you do it? The course of miracles. That's you know, yeah. the person you talked about. Yeah, yeah. That talks about the only, the only, the only way that you can achieve salvation is through the forgiveness of sin. That's it. Forgiveness. You have to. Your purpose on the planet is only forgiveness. And and someone had, and someone had to die right. in order to be forgiven, and that person was Jesus, straight up. Yep. And whether whether was whether someone believes that or not is is irrelevant. To right, the irrelevant. That, that's right. And it's just a gift. It's not conforming. I just want to keep pouring that into our into our ethos in the airwaves that this is not conformity. This is this is relationship. This is gratitude. This is humility at its fullness. Just by saying thank you, I want I want to share one 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 quick thing because I know we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. But um, I I just interviewed last week on my podcast a gentleman who um, built a four hundred million dollar company. Mm. Um, his name was Ken Eldridge, and uh, he was here in the Silicon Valley. Now he's in his seventies, maybe early eighties. And the one theme, I was to, wanted to talk to him. I wanted to say, okay, talk to us about what an entrepreneur needs to know. And you got a startup company. And I wanted to go down the logos, right? I wanted to be very tactical, right? And, and he, just, he just ignored everything I said. And he said, the, the, the problem, Ron, that I wish I would have done earlier, because I think I would have asked him if you were to do it all over again, would you do it differently? You know what he said? This was unbelievable. He said, I would have told more people about the Lord. He said, because I made a lot of people rich. You know, you invested 5,000, you had 2 million. You know, it was one of those growth curves like Uber and Facebook and, and the valley's filled with these guys and girls. And I said, of all the things for you to say, you would have told more people. I said, didn't you tell a lot? He goes, I just don't feel like I've been on the earth long enough. And now death is knocking. That's right. Isn't that something, Alan? It just made me put my head down and go, okay, I hear the message. Which then gives you the, the energy yeah. to get up in the morning the energy of having a purpose in life yes to be able to to create structures around your purpose to be able yeah. to support people to be able to unlock doors allow people to taste the the empty space of the spirit uh, yes. by creating those environments that allow them to experience that 
That's it. Every day I wake up with a purpose, a destiny, and every destiny has a destination. And it changes my trajectory of doing business because I'm no longer just after making money or getting another client or another speaking engagement. I am living in purpose and destiny, and it's completely different waking up every morning. Excellent point. Beautifully said. Well, once again, it's been a, it's been a, a joy being able to have you share the words that God cannot do for you, what God cannot do through you, and God is doing great stuff through you, Ron. Thank you, sir. Oh, I want to thank you for sharing your your spirit, your thank energy, you. your love, your compassion. Uh, that and and out of the suffering that you've experienced, uh, you're not just you 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 have suffered and so based on your suffering it's not just some book thing uh you actually have transformed yourself and and i and i believe that the transformation is is the suffering it, the saying is the breakdown causes the breakthrough uh, you, you don't have a breakthrough until you have a breakdown and so you describe the breaking down causes you to break through yes sir. and so it's fun. It's fun and valuable to talk to someone who who has had a breakdown and has broken through through the to the spirit of the Lord. And that is just there's a there's an authenticity uh, to that. There's a credibility to that, um, which then makes the minds that hear it more believable to follow those words based on your own your own life. And so it's just a, I, I'm hoping we can do this again. Yeah, because it's just a and it's important conversation. Yeah, just to continue to watch what unfolds in the emptiness of our of our conversations and 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 where the streams and where yep. the eddies go uh, uh, to wherever they may be. Uh, I I find it to be very uh, fruitful uh, and valuable. So I hope you also find it to be that way too. I do, my friend, and I'd, I'd be honored to do more uh, recordings with you. And I think the conversation is important. Um, in fact, my COO was just talking to me the other day, who was a metaphysical guy, by the way, uh, before he came and worked for me. And his wife was starting to have uh, apparitions at the house. There was some type of a spirit in the home that was very tormenting. And he didn't tell me about it. But long story short, I started to share with him what I shared with you and your listeners today, and his whole family's transformed. His wife has been set free. He's now uh, completely a champion of the Bible, uh, understands how the medical, physical actually brought him to understand the Bible even more, right? Because he's such an intelligent guy. And um, he was just telling me the other day, he goes, we've got to deepen the conversation. He said, Good. because people are looking for the light. Good. And I said, wow, you bet. So we will. I like that. I like I like to have a deep convers deepen deepening the conversation. And before you go, Ron, I wanted to get the the you you mentioned you had a version of the Bible. There's thousands of versions. What's, yeah. what's the one that you would recommend that's the cleanest one for you? My my own personal stash is two of them. I use the Amplified Bible, AMP. And because uh, a laser is amplified light, so it expands on it. This is for deep, the deep, deep thinkers. And then for easy translation is the passion, TPT, Tom, Paul, Tom, TPT translation, which are great, great, great 
editions. So if I Google Passion Bible, that will come up? Uh, passion Translation. Oh, Passion Translation. Okay. And then the Amplified Bible. Yeah, both of them will come up. I download this Bible app, uh, just Holy Bible, and then it's got, uh, I don't know, 30 or 40 different editions, which is just awesome. And then for a guy like you, Alan, who's very well read, uh, I would also encourage you to download the Blue Letter uh, Blue Letter Bible. This is all the Hebrew and Greek expository and the concordances for you to diagnose the etymology of the word, which is even more powerful. Yeah, we can talk about etymology because when you start to look at those words, like, like the word uh, inspire, yeah. You look up the word inspire, breathe in the breath of God. So, ooh, wow. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. boy oh okay, boy. Ron, I'm, I'm going to let you go. There's our next Thank conversation. <laughs> what would you like to say uh, to complete and a, a blessing to bless our conversation yeah. today? Lord, I, I thank you so much for our time together. I bless the ear of the hearer that everybody listening to this podcast would receive the light, that they would receive the power of the Holy Spirit by just calling upon the name of Jesus and praying that prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I realize that you raised God from the dead, and I ask that you show me what you're showing Ron and Alan. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Namaste, my friend. Namaste, Ron. Thank you very God much. God bless you. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Bless Bye-bye. you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.